0: Well, you could have been drinking coffee at six. I mean, come on, I was. (laughs) Welcome to the Exploring Washington State podcast. Here's your host, Scott Cowan. My guest today is Cody Clark. Cody is, I'm reading your job description here, so you're going to correct me, but Cody, your guys' website, oh, by the way, he's with Coffee Oasis. Cody Clark with Coffee Oasis. Cody is the Kitsap County Community Development, business partners, and corporate sponsors. Yeah,
1: so- They didn't uh, put barista <laughs> or bottle washer there. What do you do? Uh, Yeah, so- um. Yeah. So my, my position is I'm the Kitsap County Community Development Lead, uh, for business partnerships and corporate sponsorships. Um, and so for me, really, uh, my job is building relationships with local businesses. Um, you know, one of the things that, that I am super passionate about is, um, not only giving back to our community, but also being a part of our community. Um, and our, our mission statement is, Um, restoring communities through compassionate youth programs and coffee business. And, and I think in order for us to restore community, um, we, we have to be a part of that community. And so as a nonprofit, you know, we, we have to fundraise. We lean heavily on people in our community to help make the work we do happen, um, we, we, you know, again, fundraising through individuals, through churches and civic clubs and businesses. And, and my job is to get businesses involved with Coffee Oasis, but also figuring out ways for businesses or for, for Coffee Oasis to support local businesses. Um, which has been absolutely amazing. Um, you know, this, this role hasn't really existed. Um, we've, we've kind of, um, re, We've redone the layout of community development for the Coffee Oasis a few times. And um, this was one specific area that we definitely could see needed to grow, um, figuring out how to get businesses involved. um, Because Mm -hmm. as a local business, as a business that started right here in Kitsap County 24 years ago, um we couldn't have done what we are able to do without people supporting us including businesses and now it's our turn to um continue that involvement right really being intentional in in those relationships and making sure that the the businesses around us know that we're here to support them just as much as they're here to support us
0: so you you said something coffee Oasis has been around about 24 years yeah. Um, even with your big beard, you're you, you weren't there at the very beginning.
1: So, no, um, I was how long six you years old with Coffee Oasis. Uh, yeah, so I was I was six years old when the Coffee Oasis started. Uh, <laughs> well, you could have been drinking coffee at six. I mean, come on, I was, I, you know, I was not a huge coffee fan until high school. So, um, no, I have been with the Coffee Oasis uh, for two and a half oh, okay. years. Um, but I will say, uh, it took me a while to get here. Um, I have known for a while that I wanted to be here. I wanted to work for this organization. Um, I worked for another local nonprofit um, in direct care, working with kids and youth in our area. And um, in that time, in the almost 10 years that I was there, um, multiple times, I applied for jobs here and tried to get in here and um, was lucky enough that... Um, I had multiple interviews and got to know a lot of the people here and, um, my, so another huge fun fact, the, the coffee oasis means a lot to me, um, aside from the work we do. Um, I actually proposed to my wife at the Port Orchard Coffee Oasis, um, which was amazing. Um, and then a few months later, um, she actually ended up working there as a barista, um, which was all kind of random happenstance. Um, and from there, my wife got into working in youth programs and now she manages, um, our, uh, housing program here in Kitsap County, uh, for Coffee Oasis. And then I, um, like I said, it took forever for me to get here and, and here I am, uh, I get to be a walking billboard for Coffee Oasis and telling people about what what we do and who we are, and um, I I very much love the organization that I work for.
0: Well, that's um, that's kind of a cool backstory. Um, proposing to your wife in a coffee shop. Yeah. I don't know that I've ever heard that one before. I I I, I applaud you. Uh, that's that's that's
1: I like. Thank that. you. I think that's cool. Yeah,
0: we. So yeah. let's, let's talk. Let's talk. I don't know. Let's see which direction we want to go. All right. Since you're the outreach guy, yeah. give our audience a bit of the backstory of how Coffee Oasis came into being 24 years ago. And as we go from the origination to where we are today, let's carry forward a little bit and go, what, what, What does the future look like? You know, what's the roadmap? So
1: how did Coffee Oasis get started? Yeah. So in 1996, um, Dave and Cindy Frederick um, uh, were missionaries in the Philippines. Um, They, as a family, multiple members of their, their family got sick um, and so it was Dave and Cindy and I believe their are three children, um, in the Philippines and they, they had no option, but to come back, they needed medical attention that they could only get here. Um, and so they did, they ended up right back here in Kitsap County and, um, Dave then started looking for work. He uh, was a pastor of Lincoln Avenue Bible church here in Bremerton. And then, um, while doing that, uh, he also was a chaplain for the Bremerton police department. Um, so he'd go on ride alongs. He'd, he'd go with, um, you know, police officers in the middle of the night and drive around and he would just see youth, um, you know, tons of youth on the street late at night during the week. And um, he, he felt a, a stirring. He felt a, a calling to um, do something about that. And so, uh some time goes by and, and Dave uh ends up uh stepping down from, from his uh pastoral role at that church and um felt like it was time to take the next step in, in making that calling happen. Um and so they ended up uh borrowing some money from their parents. Uh both both families or both uh people borrowed money from their parents and they bought a little tiny coffee shop called the coffee oasis that was, um, not doing well. Um, the owners were getting ready to shut down. Um, and the ironic part is Dave and Cindy didn't drink coffee. They didn't like coffee. Um, this was just the the step in the right direction for them. And so, um, the, okay. the funny part is, um, they then had to start learning about coffee, right? They, they started learning what, you know, how to, how to pull good shots. They had to learn, um, all of these different things and, and, you know, what running a successful coffee shop looks like. <laughs> um, and so in that they started doing what they would call uh, teen night. And so on Friday nights, um, youth would come in off the street and they'd have a place to hang out, um. You know, Dave would go to what was called Smoker's Corner here in Bremerton, um, which is where all the kids would go and hang out and smoke. And it was a random street corner um, and would, would invite them to come back. Um, he would invite them to come, you know, have a place to be warm, have a place to feel cared for. Um, and, and in this, the vision was always a shelter. Um, the vision was always... Um the, the the hope, the goal, the vision, the calling was always opening a youth specific shelter. Um and so the amazing thing is here we are. Um, you know, that that one small cafe led into where we are now, where um we later on bought a different building um here in Bremerton. So they they moved. Um it's a much bigger building. Um And then as, as that happened, they, they really started to develop different programs. Um, we expanded, um, and so we also, the really cool part is we also then bought our very own coffee roaster. Um, and so we have a Dietrich, uh, coffee roaster, which is really big, really expensive and really amazing. Um, and so it led us to starting to roast our own coffee. Um, we get coffee imported from all over the world, um, delivered right to our doors here in Bremerton. Um, it's crazy. Um, how, how many bags come in on that pallet? It's absolutely insane. Um, and, uh, it gets, uh, roasted right here in Bremerton, um, at at our Burwell location here in Bremerton. And then, um, from there, you know, our youth programs really started to to take off. And so the really cool thing with that is our model kind of formed into what it is now, where um, the profit from our coffee and our cafes directly support the work that we do with youth ages 13 to 25. Um, And so... (laughs) It, it kind of just morphed little by little, um, you know, it started out with opening a drop-in center, um, having a place for youth to come hang out from 2 to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday, and then holding late night, which kind of morphed from teen night. Um, and, and in that, being able to start other programs, you know, how do we get youth to know who we are and what we're doing? Well, we form an outreach, uh, position. And so we started, um, what we were calling street hope at the time. And so what that looked like is, uh, Daniel Frederick, Dave's son, um, started, uh, street hope and, um, was now able to go into schools. He was able to go to the streets. He was able to find the youth where they were at, let them know who we are and that there's a place for them to be, um, and we started seeing youth come. Um, and, and as a faith-based nonprofit, we started to see um, a lot of um, following from the community. You know, churches were stepping in and they were saying, how can we get involved? We were seeing involvement from businesses, wanting to donate food, um, wanting to uh, get involved in and, and help teach life skill classes Uh, You know, we really saw the community coming around us. Um, And so from there, um, we started other youth programs. I mean, so where we're at now is, um, you know, we have a job internship and job training uh, program where youth work to do a hundred hour internship. Um, And before that, they go through job training classes to learn what it's like to write a resume, do group in or do uh, uh, mock interviews. To um, you know, learning the responsibility of showing up to work on time. All of these different things, um, really, to help them be successful and find a job. You know, we we have a housing program now, and uh, I want to say it was twenty fourteen. Um, we, were, we were able to open the only youth-specific shelter here in Kitsap County. Um, no, I don't think it was 2014. I don't remember what year it is. But, uh, yeah, we were able to open um, the, the only youth-specific shelter here in Kitsap County. Um, and that shelter holds uh, youth uh, ages 16 to 20, um, where they can come in and have a place to sleep at night Um, we have a six bed shelter, um, that again, you know, if youth need a place to stay, uh, they have to call in, go through intake paperwork, um, and, and all of that. And, and they have, uh, 150 days in the shelter, um, that is an overnight specific shelter. So they, they can only come in from, uh, 9 PM to 8 AM and then at 8 AM they have to leave. Um, but the hope is they have the place that they they can feel safe, that they can sleep, that they can rest and have a home in um, when they are here. Um we still have drop-in centers. That's that's huge. It's an amazing way to connect with youth. Um you know, we have outreach still, so we we still have staff on the streets going into schools, um, trying to reach youth where they're at to help them uh kind of realize who we are, what we're doing, and where we're at. Um and then figuring out how to help them get resources. Our, our drop-in centers have clothing closets. Um, they're able to get the, the things they need there. They can shower. They can do laundry. Um, and then uh, we have a crisis services program. Um, and this this program is amazing because uh, we have a text line that youth can text in um, 24 hours a day and speak to a caring adult whether they're a trained staff member or a trained volunteer um, and help them talk through their emotions, help them, uh, f- help them kind of process what's going on in their lives and why they feel the way they feel. Um, you know, we, we've experienced a lot of uh, healing come from uh, our crisis line and, and helping youth get the, the resources and communication they need when, when experiencing crisis um um yeah um I'm trying to I want to make sure that I hit all of the programs. So you guys are doing a lot. Yes. Yeah, uh, you know <laughs> that's a lot. It, it it is a lot and and there's not um Oh, I completely forgot. So the other the other couple of things that we do um it, case management case management's really huge youth come in and they have the ability to meet with a case manager and set goals. Um, you know, the, and the goals can range from getting a job Mm -hmm. to, um, you know, finding stable housing to going back to school, to starting college, whatever that looks like. And, uh, really working with them to, uh, to reach those goals, goals that'll help them move forward in life, um, and then, you know, with that too, finding a mentor. Um, you know, we have people in our community who come in to meet with our youth and, and help mentor them. Our case managers often mentor youth and, and kind of help them see the things they need to do to move forward. Um, and so, it's it's really amazing to have comprehensive wraparound services in in the the the, a lot of programs we have right it's not one thing all of our programs wrap around our youth Mm -hmm. to help them continue to move forward um and so that's that's the amazing thing because we have lots of organizations where we're at that do maybe one of those things or two of those things um Whereas we, we have the full wraparound, which, which I think makes us truly unique in what we do and how we do it.
0: Approximately how many youth are you guys, um, working with at any given time?
1: Uh, so I can tell you that in 2021 so far, I believe the number that's come into our doors, um, in our four different locations now cuz we're in Bremerton, Paulsbow, Port Orchard and Kingston um is almost 2000 youth. Oh. Yeah. It's a lot and of kids.
0: It is. And, well, and, and they're not and, just kids. I <laughs> you mean youth, but you know. Yeah. Well, that's, and, that's a
1: lot. and on average, um there's about 40,000 homeless youth in the state of Washington. Um there's only, I believe the I believe there's only seven youth specific shelters in the state. Um and not only do we operate in Kitsap County, um, we also operate in Pierce County now as well. We have a shelter out there um, and we're working to get a cafe and a drop-in center and that kind of you know everything else out there. Um, but so out of that Where, seven, whereabouts in Pierce County uh, in Tacoma? Yeah. so out of out of the seven specific youth youth specific shelters in this state, we operate two of them. And all of this, I mean, I'm
0: being a little glib, but all this one cup of coffee at a time. I I know that's totally discounting your community partners and all that. So but this is this is coming out of an organization that sells coffee. Yeah.
1: So um That's awesome. Yeah, and, and in reality, you know, being the Pacific Northwest, you know coffee is everywhere. I mean, Starbucks started here. Um, <laughs> uh, coffee is everywhere. But I think when, when you find an organization that not only does the, all of the things we do for youth, you know, for our youth and our, our areas. Um, but when you find an organization that, that on top of that makes, uh, and well roast, um, you know, ethically sourced coffee, um, coffee grown with organic practices. Um, I think that you really find something special, right? Because our, our slogan used to be real coffee, real hope. Um, and I, I absolutely loved that because not only are you providing hope for youth in our areas when you support the coffee oasis, but our coffee does that too. Um, you know, I think it's it's absolutely amazing that every time I go spend, uh, you know, a dollar fifty two dollars, three dollars, four dollars at the coffee shop, whether it's on coffee or food. All of the profit from that goes directly to supporting the, the, the work we do with youth. Um, and, and let me tell you, there's there's literally nothing better than coming into work and smelling the coffee and knowing that, like the coffee being roasted right now, legitimately is going to help youth in app thrive.
0: So I'm gonna okay. I used to work for Starbucks okay. Coffee, um, twenty plus twenty plus years ago, and I was in their in their in their IT department. So I worked in the corporate okay. headquarters. And have, are you aware of where the Starbucks corporate headquarters is that? Giant building down south of downtown in Tacoma. It's yeah. it's it's massive. It's like six hundred thousand yeah, square feet. It's huge. It's the old Sears yeah. building. So on one on one of the floors, they had a coffee roaster, and it was there. It worked. Don't get me wrong. The coffee roaster worked, but it wasn't a production roaster. Yeah. And I will tell you that I love coffee. Okay. But one of the worst smells in the world is burned coffee beans. When you over, when when the batch goes bad, and one day somebody was using that roaster and they burned a batch of beans, and every floor stunk. It was so bad. So I'm wondering, you know, not to not to put you guys on the spot, but not every batch of coffee goes well. Mistakes happen. Mistakes you happen.
1: Um, I will say, yes. <laughs> I will say. As far as I know, they're few and far between for us. Um, the other thing is, yeah, uh, yeah. Burnt coffee. To be honest, to me, burnt coffee smells like burnt toast. Um, it is not a pleasant smell. Um, no, but it's not. but when when <laughs> it's you're not. walking in our parking lot and you can t- like and you get that, I don't know. It's like. A, almost like baked goods, you know, you can smell it from a mile away. And that's, you know, Uh it's like, it's, it's such a, Mm -hmm. it's such an experience to, you know, be in our parking lot and be like, okay, I know they're roasting today. Um,
0: Yeah. yeah. And that's amazing when coffee's being roasted and not ruined. Yes. The smell of freshly roasted coffee is absolutely one of life's little pleasure i i totally agree i totally agree. in my opinion uh, i love it i love it yeah well let's 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 not we'll come back I, I know we're going to come back to these stuff but let's 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 grind our gears and let's let's talk about coffee for a second yeah. when i when i talk to guests i always ask the guests you know where do they go for coffee and i know your answer is going to be coffee oasis yeah. so we're not going to ask you that question okay what is the coffee drink of choice for you? What do you, what's your go-to coffee drink?
1: So I'm very much a person that drinks specific drinks in specific seasons. Um, Now, when I say that I'm not like a pumpkin spice person. Um, I'm not an eggnog latte person. Thank you. Um, Thank you. (laughs) But um, I do drink different drinks in different seasons. Um, Excuse me. uh, In the winter, I will say if I want something sweet, a white chocolate peppermint mocha is absolutely amazing. Um, but, okay. but I will also say that my, um, really kind of my main go-to is also a traditional macchiato. Um, a couple of shots, a little bit of foam, okay. tiny sippable drink, very bold, very powerful. um, helps wake you up in the morning i absolutely absolutely love it none of the you know caramel macchiato latte things that starbucks does but but a traditional italian macchiato um uh in the summer okay i am all about ice drinks but my favorite is cold brew i can drink an absolutely unhealthy amount of cold brew um so much so that my anxieties. Off the, you know, Wait,
0: there's no such thing. There's no such thing as an unhealthy. Okay. Well, no mean, such thing as an unhealthy amount of cold brew. Just for somebody. It's, it's quackery, man. You can drink as much as you for want. For somebody that,
1: that has some anxiety issues. I mean, it, it can be a little unhealthy, um, <laughs> but. Uh, I, I don't mean to laugh at your anxiety. No, no, That's no, no. not what I No, it, it is funny because because <laughs> I'll be sitting at home after working all day and sitting on the couch and kind of shaking and my wife will look at me and be like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, I'm really anxious right now. And I don't know why. And she goes, yeah, you're also, you also won't stop moving. How many cold brews did you have? 12. She goes, Oh yeah, that's, that's why. Um, I, it's, it's really hard. So for, for the first, I don't know, two or three months that I worked here, um, You know, I did a lot of, I spent a lot of time working out of the cafe, sitting at a table with my computer, sending emails, making phone calls. And I was drinking 12 shots of espresso before noon on a daily basis um, because I could. It wasn't an issue. Like, um, (laughs) I have since had to kind of scale it back a bit knowing like, okay, I would rather make sure that I get to sleep tonight. I would rather make sure that I'm not anxious for, you know, the next 35 days. Um, And so now, uh, you know, I'll have, I'll have a coffee when I get here. I'll drink some drip and then maybe I'll have a a macchiato or something later in the afternoon. But um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've I've really had to scale it back a bit. So, well yeah, I uh
0: I might have met my equal for coffee consumption <laughs> with those with those stats. Those are those are pretty impressive stats. Yeah. Um I'm on your website and I'm looking at the coffees that you guys sell by by yep. the by the bag. Putting you on the spot. Yeah. Do you have a favorite?
1: Oh, I I have I, that you guys do. I have, okay. I have two go-tos that are year-round and I have one that's seasonal. Um so the two year-round, um, I okay. absolutely, absolutely love our Papua New Guinea. Um uh it it's got hints of raspberry in it, um, okay. little hint of blueberry in it. So good. Um love our Ethiopian. Um that is dangerous because if i if I make a full pot of Ethiopian, you can guarantee the full pot's gonna be gone that day. Um, but my absolute favorite, um, which debuts today, um, and is, is out on our shelves, um, is our Noel blend, um, which is our, our Christmas, uh, special, um, as far uh, or, uh, it's our Christmas blend that we release every year. And I absolutely love it. My wife and I have to buy mm-hmm. three or four bags uh, when it comes out because we want to make sure that we have it for the next few months. <laughs> um, and we have to we have to be really selective of when we like okay. break it out and when we don't because I want to be able to have some of it, have some of it in January as well. Um, so yeah, okay, all right. So y- the Papua New
0: Guinea, the Ethiopian, and the, N- the Noel Blender, yes. your your cody endorsed yeah three three favorites yes. okay i i right. generally have i'm looking at some stuff here that i don't
1: see Oh, i was just gonna say i generally have a bag right. of each right. at home so
0: okay um i'm looking at some of your other um so uh, excuse me um some of your, your guys's other uh, Roast and yeah. you're doing some stuff that is not you, that you see it's not what you see everywhere when yeah. you look at a coffee shop so that's kind of cool uh the um the mexico ranch of san francisco mm-hmm. that's interesting uh you've got you've got honduras which is you know come on that's a that's a pretty standard that's yeah. a very tasty coffee um nicaraguan i i've i've always enjoyed nicaraguan yeah. coffee i tend to like more central and south okay. american coffees than i do the african co- coffees that's just um me Um, but this is, this is very cool that you guys are offering this, um, um, these things, but we're going to go one step further. Now I'm going to put you on the spot. And for those of you who, cause this is an audio medium and, you know, Cody and I are of similar build. Yes. Right. We, we, I think we both like food. Is that a safe assumption? 100%. Oh, and he just froze up folks. I don't know. Oh, Cody, I, yeah. He just froze up. I don't know if the audio came through or not on that, but
1: what did you I say? Just a hundred percent. I like food. Okay. The menu. Mm. What's your
0: go-to thing on the menu?
1: Uh, I am a breakfast burrito fiend. Um, I spend entirely too much money on breakfast burritos here at the coffee Oasis Um it's, it's bad. I mean, I mean, my, my wife and I look at our budget all the time and, and, you know, have to realize like, okay, I, I I'm, I'm guilty. I spent way too much at work. Um, but, um, our breakfast burritos are amazing. Um, we have a green eggs and ham breakfast burrito that comes out at, uh, the Christmas time and it has pesto in it and it is absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, I, I, you can never go wrong with, okay. with a good breakfast burrito.
0: Yeah, I'm, I agree. I, so, but now you're the veggie g- vex- breakfast burrito guy, right? <laughs> no. You're not going the sausage, bacon or ham. You're doing the veggie one, right? No,
1: no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, generally, I get a okay. sausage nope. breakfast burrito. <laughs> generally, I get a sausage breakfast burrito and I add bacon to it. Yeah. Um, and and then you get the best of both worlds. I think they should put that on the menu and call it the Cody. I there would be a different burrito if they were to name one after me. There would be a different breakfast burrito. But for the sake of the people that might want to come try burritos and stuff, I don't want to mention what my burrito would be because uh the cafes would hate me.
0: Okay, gotcha. All right, yeah, we'll I'll ask you when we're not yeah, recording yeah. and then I'll type it out below in the show. notes. <laughs> I won't do that. So you guys, you guys have four, four coffee locations, right? Yeah. Four coffee shops. Yeah. Did I count that right? Yeah. And well, I don't, you know, not to put you on the spot. What, what does the future, what do you guys, what's coffee Oasis got going in the future? Anything that you can, you know, yeah, you mentioned I mean, Tacoma yeah. and that's a, you know, Pierce County
1: yeah, I mean, the, the, the big thing right now is, um, getting Pierce County kind of finished up. Um, we, like I said, we have our shelter out there, um, which has been, I mean, pretty full, pretty consistently since it started in 2018. Um, no, 2019. Um, but now, I mean, we, we just bought a building and, and moved, um, from where our shelter was to where our shelter is now. And, um, You know, we're getting ready to to build a drop-in center um, downstairs from the shelter, um, a um, coffee shop downstairs as well um, to really get going in in, in Pierce County where we can offer all of the different youth programs um, in Pierce County that we offer here in Kitsap. Um, Also, to be able to, I mean, to be able to be in the craft coffee game. In, in Pierce County is going to be really significant. I mean, Pierce County has Tacoma specifically has amazing coffee shops. Um, and, and for us to be a part of that, I'm really excited for because coffee culture, um, is so special. Um, it's really unique and that if you're in it, if you're really into coffee, um, you're gonna know that your community accepts you by the people that come in, um, and so I'm really excited just to 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 hear <laughs> how our coffee shop um, compares to the rest of the ones that will that are that are already there. I mean, coffee shops that have been doing well that that make amazing coffee. Um, I'm I'm excited that we get to be a part of that, um, and uh, you know. I as far as kitsaps concerned I think at this point anything can happen um you know I I don't have any specifics that I can um talk about or or ideas that we can talk about yet I know that the big thing that people always tell me especially people that work and live in Silverdale they um they really want to see coffee oasis in Silverdale um I think that that is something that could happen in the future. I'm not sure what that looks like or how that'll happen, but, um, you know, I, I think that, I think that's a possibility. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're always, always kind of expanding. Um, we, as an organization kind of blew up, um, you know, we went from having one location to three locations in the same year. I mean, well, I mean, we opened two locations, um, we opened Port Orchard and Pulsebow almost at the same time. Um, which was absolutely crazy. Um, And then uh, Kingston took seven or eight years to finally get off the ground. Um, You know, we just kept running into obstacle after Hmm. obstacle and, and the building needed to be, have a lot of things redone. And uh, you know, speaking of businesses and business involvement, you know uh, really Kingston happened because of a group of realtors. Um, there was a steering committee that was put together um, in partnership with uh, uh i believe it, i believe it was windermere in kingston and uh we we were able to make it happen uh, because they they wanted us to be there um and so yeah yeah i mean we were able to have four locations open. And then uh, Tacoma happened really fast. It only took, I think, two years to get Tacoma off the ground from the ground up, um, you know, really building off the foundation that wow. we started okay. here in, in Kitsap. Um, and the amazing thing is Kitsap and Pierce County are so different. Um, we've really had to adjust to being in Pierce County and what Pierce County looks like. And um we're really excited that we're out there and that we're a part of that community, Um, uh, a a community that that definitely cares about their young people and, and wants to see young people get the resources that they need. Um, The same thing that we've seen uh, here in Kitsap. When I, when I look on your,
0: on your website where you have um, your partners. So you have, you have some people at the, you call them restoration partners and then transformation partners, yeah. inspiration partners, collaboration partners, formation partner, what you don't, on the website, it doesn't break out what, what those categories actually mean.
1: Yeah. So what a lot of can those, you,
0: can you elaborate on, on what your partners are doing?
1: Yeah. So, so it, it, a lot of those are, uh, like grants and foundations that have, uh, um, you know, we've received uh, major amounts of funding from. Again, is a nonprofit. Um, that's something we have to rely on. Um, is is federal and state grants, um, and uh, we, you know, we have multiple foundations that uh, that give to our programs as well. Um, and so, all of all of those are for pretty big, um, you know, uh, big gifts or grants that we've received, but I can tell you, um, for example, we had, uh, mm-hmm. we had 16, no, 16 or 17, um, uh, local businesses sponsor our gala this year. Our gala is our largest fundraiser, um, that happens here in Kitsap County, um, that helps us raise money for, mm-hmm. for our youth programs. This year we raised $134,000, uh, at our gala, which is, uh, the most we've ever raised. Um, Wow. But with that, you know, we had 16 or 17 sponsors uh, with, with sponsoring at a total of $28,000 for that gala, which was absolutely amazing. Um, And uh, you know, I can tell you that coffee and corks, which was the, the same level of fundraiser that Pierce County has, they raised uh, over $200,000 at that gala or at that gala event. Um, and had lots of businesses sponsor as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we... It's been amazing to have businesses really step in, um, especially in the past two years, um, you know, with COVID-19 hitting. Um, as a nonprofit, um, our world was was not, like, shattered, but, um, you know, we were hit just like everybody else. And... Um, Businesses really stepped up and helped provide mm-hmm. the PPE that our youth program staff would need and hand sanitizer and um, churches did the same thing. Um, you know, we were able to rely on the mm-hmm. community around us um, to help provide the things and funding that that we would need or the, that we were go- going to lose um, because, I mean, our cafes took a huge hit. Um, right. You know, we were only able to do takeout. And um, I mean, our flagship here in Bremerton, for example, we right. rely on the shipyard. The shipyard workers come in every day and fill our cafe. Um, And the shipyard was pretty empty. I mean, it was it, there was a point where we weren't seeing a lot of people come into the cafes. Um, But our our community, um, especially I, I know individuals have been amazing, but. We've seen churches and businesses really step up and um, help provide funding and by by donating, um, you know, whether it's funds or resources to help make what we do happen. Um, I'm on your website. Yeah.
0: And I'm, I'm looking at a couple of things. I got I want to I want to make a statement and then I then I, I want to ask a question. OK, so as I'm scrolling through, there's this there's this footer and it's it's well, not a footer. It's a a block on the site and it says creating opportunities for youth to thrive Yeah, in September, 2021 partners like you helped provide 531 bed nights for youth through hope homes. Yeah. So 531 nights of sleep. Yes. 854 youth were able to access resources and community and a hundred case management sessions. So you guys are actually impacting a really, I mean, that's, on one hand, I want to I want to be like excited for you, yeah. and on the other hand, it's a very depressing stat to be excited about. It'd be wonderful if these were zero, if there wasn't a yeah. need. So, you know, it's it's bittersweet to me. But then, as I scroll down a little further, and this is something I'd like I'd like you to to elaborate on. There's been successes here. You guys have helped youth transition. Yeah. Give us a couple of examples,
1: man. You know, uh, one I can think of right now. We had a youth come into the shelter uh, kind of unexpectedly. Um, uh, he came in, we, we had word, we got a phone call from somebody that knew him. Um, but we got a phone call that he was going to come, uh, try to get into the shelter, um, needed a place to sleep, um, relationships with family wasn't going well. Um, family, uh, wasn't even nearby in fact. Um, and, uh, he came in and, um, had a pretty rough story, um, was able to gain somewhat of a consistency by being, by having a place to sleep at night. Um, by being safe, by not being on the streets, um, and then, uh, you know, moving forward, that youth went through our job internship program. Uh, he uh, did the um, the job training classes, went through an internship, um, got a job, and uh, now joined. Um, was it the Peace Corps? No, it was, um, oh man. Yeah, I think it was the Peace Corps. Um, and he's getting ready to leave, uh, after, after joining the Peace Corps and really kind of transitioning out of, out of homelessness that way. Um, you know, thinking about young people who, um, we, we have, uh, we we've had youth come to us, uh, because, in the middle of the night, they're asleep under a park bench here in Bremerton and Bremerton PD drives through the park, uh, sees someone asleep, goes and wakes them up. And then we, we, you know, they, they hear that he's, you know, 17 or 18 and, um, they, they bring him to the shelter and say, Hey, do you have any room? And, you know, um, we, we had one youth specifically who came in, um, really had to learn what it meant to kind of follow the rules, um, because he was so used to being on his own and, um, you know, sleeping where he wanted and doing what he wanted. And, um, you know, he ended up, uh, Mm -hmm. aging out of our program. Um, uh, and then after that, um, went back to sleeping on the streets, but continued to come to our drop-in center and get resources and knew that he had people to talk to, um, and now he's living on his own. He's got an apartment. He's got a job. He's, you know, providing for himself. Um, you know, it's, it's amazing when, when youth come in and they are, you know, generally when we meet youth for the first time, they're pretty defensive. They have their guards up because they've experienced some stuff. Um, you know, whether that's trauma at home, whether that's being mm-hmm. on the streets, whether that's addiction, um, whether that's um, feeling alone, um, you know, whatever that may look like, um, they come up, they, they come to us pretty guarded. And so it's our job, it's our responsibility, and I think it's our joy um, to really help bring those walls down and build relationships with those youth. Um, You know, I, I'm not in youth programs, uh, but you know, when, when youth come into the office, I have the, the responsibility, I have the pleasure of, you know, building relationships with them by having conversations, by checking in on them. Um, (sighs) you know, I can, I can think of a youth who, um, he came in, he came to us the first time, uh. Really quiet, really reserved. Um, he went through an extreme amount of trauma at home when he was little. Um, he experienced a ton of trauma as an, uh, you know, a, a young adult um, before making his way here, and um, uh, got into a relationship, move in, moved in with that person, and then um, when they split, he came back to us and, um, has done a really good job of finding a job. Um, he's really opened up as far as what he wants to do, um, in life. He's making steps into that. He started, uh, working on his GED, um, you know, really getting to navigate those, those, you know, that journey with the youth that we serve, um, is really exciting and, and kind of the, It it makes the job that much better, right? We're not helping the youth solve a problem; we're we're walking through their journey with them. Um, Yeah.
0: Okay. That's yeah. I think this is really powerful. What you guys are doing as an organization—the fact that you've been doing it for over twenty years—is a testament to the the need, and but not just that there's a need, but that you have adapted and continue to deliver services to the youth of Kitsap and now Pierce uh is is really very very impressive i i applaud you for your persistence in getting hired you know yeah uh that you you didn't get hired right away and you kept trying and and that's i applaud you for that um proposing in the sh- coffee shop i mean come on man i mean yeah. That's uh, awesome.
1: It, well, and it's really so funny. Did you meet, did, where did you meet your wife at? Oh man, I'm going to throw this where out Where did you there. meet your wife? Uh, my wife and I met on ChristianMingle.com. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. So she, um, she, hey. lived in, she lived in the Rochester area, um, here in Washington. Um, and we, we dated long distance, uh, for two years before I proposed. Um, and a big part of our long distance relationship was sitting in coffee shops. I mean, I would drive to Rochester and we'd sit in a coffee shop and drink coffee for hours on end. Um, she would do the same thing. She'd drive here and we'd go sit in a coffee shop and, <laughs> and drink coffee and talk. And um, coffee's always been kind of a thing for us. I mean – you know, some people are really protective on what they spend their money on, um, you know, and how often they're like they allow themselves to to do that. The one thing that we um, don't do that with is coffee. You know, we coffee has always been big for us um, in our relationship and personally. So, um, yeah, and, and it's really funny because I'm one of two staff members uh, that have proposed to their wives in a Coffee Oasis coffee shop, and um, I'm, you know, Coffee Oasis is part of my story for a completely different reason than it is for a lot of people. Um, even before you know, I, I started here.
0: Okay, when you're not working at Coffee Oasis, and I see the Seattle Kraken hat that you're wearing, yeah. what do you and your lo- wife like to do? For fun, what's besides coffee? I mean, we, we've already established coffee, okay, yeah. that, which thumbs up. But what, what else? What do you guys do for fun and excitement?
1: Um, well, uh, we are hockey fans. We are we are new hockey fans, um, which uh, we were lucky enough to attend a Kraken game on Halloween in um, very expensive seats that we did not have to pay for. And it was kind of a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Um, we played against the Rangers and we lost and it was awful, but it was also amazing being there. Um, but to be completely honest, you know, my my, <laughs> my wife and I are, are, are homebodies. Um, you know, we, we like to spend time at home. Uh, my wife loves to read and to write. Um, uh, I am a, a person that um you know i i love to just relax at home but we we my wife and i have a strange and odd obsession with horror movies as well um we spend a lot of time (laughs) a lot of time watching horror movies um and you know i a lot of people think that we're weird for loving horror movies as much as we do um (laughs) We're also both into true crime, her especially. Um, and so we spend a lot of time reading and listening okay. and watching true crime and horror stuff. Um, you know, it's okay. It, it kind of just is what it is, right? Um, we we have a podcast of our own um, about true crime and horror. Um Don't need to, yeah, we we don't need to talk about that, but what's the name of it? Uh, it's called the nightmare collective. No, no, come on. Give a shout out. We'll put a link to it. (laughs) Nightmare Collective. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that's, that's, that's what we do. You know, we're, we, we love being at home. Um, we love being around the people that we care about and love, you know, um, yeah, we're, we're pretty easy going. Um, but, but I would say the newfound love for us, uh, definitely is hockey.
0: Okay. I think there's a lot of people in the region kind of, um, finding that that's an interesting sport to follow. I think, um, uh, you know, I mean, for me, I, I, I grew up in the Tacoma area. I lived in the yep. Seattle-Tacoma area for many, many years. Moved over here to Central Washington in 2017. I, I worked for Starbucks. I still can't forgive Howard Schultz for selling the Sonics. I, I haven't watched the NBA since. Same. It broke my heart to see the Sonics leave. 100% the I same. think they'll come back now that this new arena... Yeah. I think this new arena will... I think the arena will bring a team back to Seattle, and I might give them a second chance at that point. I don't know. Hockey, though, is um, we the state has a, a really interesting minor league hockey system. There's a lot mm-hmm. of youth hockey teams around the state. and yeah. Here in Wenatchee, we've got a youth team, and they're the only team in the in the United States. They play in a Canadian league, and so they're the only U.S. team in this Canadian. Oh wow! So, so it's it's an interesting sport. And now what I said to you before we hit record was that for me, um, it's hard for me to watch it on TV I, and you, you seem to enjoy it. And that's, and that's cool. I, I don't know it well enough to, to really follow it. I watched a little bit um, the other night when they, when the Kraken was playing Arizona Yeah, and it was chaotic and fun. And I didn't know what the heck was going on because they didn't score a goal while I was yeah. watching, but <laughs> I think, I think our area is going to really embrace this team. And I think there's a lot of people just like you who 2021 was the year they, they fell in love with hockey. Yeah. You you, you know, uh, I think that's, I think that's really kind of cool. (laughs)
1: Well, and for me, you know, we, we, like I I told you, you know, my, my wife and I were, um, we were at work one day, our, our friend, um, uh, is a Golden Knights fan. She came in talking trash, um, and my wife and I had no skin in the game. Like we we were not hockey fans, but if someone's <laughs> going to start talking trash to me, I'm going to start talking trash back. Um, and so it got to the point where we were like, you know what? Okay, <laughs> we we should watch it. And it just so happened to be that that night the Golden Knights played against the Kraken. Um, the, golden knights won um it was our first mm-hmm. it was our first game of the season um yeah i know and i uh, that's when my wife and i decided that we were hooked and um i started <laughs> playing nhl two or yeah nhl 2k 21 that night um and that's how <laughs> i mean i was able to follow the hockey games so much easier after learning how to play it myself on a video game. Um, so I have an idea now of like, okay, oh, okay, I can follow this. I feel like I'm not the noob who doesn't know anything about hockey, but still likes watching it. Um, <laughs> so you want to learn hockey. Okay. all right. That's the best way to, to learn it. Okay. All all right. I I respect that.
0: So to to wrap this up, did I, I feel like I always ask this of guests, what questions should I have asked that I didn't ask?
1: Oh What what
0: might we have overlooked unintentionally?
1: Anything? I really don't think so. I mean, you know, we covered coffee in the cafes. We covered uh, the spectrum of youth programs that we operate Um, you know, I, I think that we've covered everything we need to, um, that this is who we are, right? We, we, we love youth (laughs) ages 13 to 21. We want to help them in any way we can. We want them to feel like they have a place to belong. Um, and that, uh, every youth has a safe adult in their life. And so we want to be that for them, um, and help provide resources, whether that's a place to sleep or, um clothes or food or a shower or laundry or just someone to talk to
0: okay and we'll put some links to your your guys's website and all that in the show notes so people can go and click on it take a look uh you've done like as an organization you've done a really nice job of explaining things online too yeah. so we'll put links to that um I'm gonna ask you once we're not recording what your breakfast burrito is of choice, yes. I might share it public no, I'm just kidding. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, don't don't um, do that. Don't do that. But I, I appreciate you take yeah. <laughs> Cody told me to say this. <laughs> um will that. No, I I promise you. Anyway, I appreciate you taking the time today uh, to to share Coffee Oasis story and, and that. And I uh you know, I I'm really pleased with what you guys are doing and I look forward to more continued success for the organization
1: yeah thank you so much for having me and and being a part of this uh (laughs) I, I love being able to tell the story of coffee O and what we're doing so thank you awesome